This is Road to Revival, a journey guided by the gospel to welcome the next spiritual great awakening of our time with your host, Wes Roth. The stories of revivals form the true history of the church, and to observe the means and instruments by which God has carried out his work cannot fail to be profitable and quickening. That's from Scottish preacher Horatio Bonar, witness to the revivals in Scotland between 1839 to 1842. As I say these words, I have to admit I'm mildly embarrassed for a couple of reasons. I decided to take a long lunch today, leave the house, and commit to doing some things that my wife has been after me to say for quite some time. Putting her off, I have waved my hand in dismissal of the suggestions that she offered so patiently week after week. My wife does know that for me, like many, many other people out there, There's something burning in my heart, something I've not understood fully, something that was placed there when I was very, very young, something that has consumed my thoughts, often consumed my sleep, and left me absent-minded frequently in the midst of my day-to-day living. That can make things difficult, to put it mildly. What could possibly touch the heart in such a way to keep it constantly preoccupied if you're not careful? Let's just love. I love God. When I was younger, God touched my life and put a desire in me to see a global awakening, a revival of faith, the march of divine love upon the world that would heal and restore whatever is touched. At that time, I wasn't certain what revival was, and so I devoured book after book on the subject, having to feed my hunger to know and then to also know him. I felt that since revival and the promise of it was burning in my very soul, reading was one way to follow the paths of others as they were drawn toward him. When I was a teenager, there were thoughts and visions that would fill my heart and mind, often making it difficult to sleep. I would see, in moments of God's touch, thousands upon thousands of people calling out to Him, praising Him, and praying to Him. It would be then that I would feel the presence of God incredibly deeply. Even even the, the room seemed to shake. I would stay awake for several hours while He spoke into my heart of things I just did not understand. Some of those things I probably still don't. This went on for several years, and as I grew up, life took hold. I became a responsible adult. I served in several ministries, but the burning inside was forced down by the, low, the below the layers of living that occupied my time. God would and did interrupt my life frequently, usually leaving me feeling a little wrecked on one level or another. For many, many years, I had tried to follow his leading and direction on and in my life. I was certain that I needed to follow a particular path into the things that I felt he had called me to be and to do. I applied myself daily to those things, only to come up spectacularly short and absolutely failing. I worked hard to ensure that I would not accidentally follow the path he had set before me in my own strength, and yet I failed precisely because of that. I had operated under so many human assumptions as to the type of man that God wanted me to be and become that I became convinced that the image I had erected in my mind's eye was something that God would approve of, endorse, and release into the destiny that I was created for. I could not possibly have been more wrong. I believe that there is a reason why the text of Scripture encourages us to look for the path of life and to enter its gates. But we must go in with the knowledge that the gate is narrow, and we are so blinded to its reality that we usually don't see it. In fact, the text states that few do. I believe now that the gate is narrow because we must go through it with only ourselves, not with our callings, not with our degrees, not with our accomplishments, not any of the accolades that we get as we strive for excellence. I believe that few find the narrow gate because the bulk of us do what I did, 
try to accomplish a divine work using our wisdom, comparing ourselves to others around us, and imitating what we see there since humanity tends to approve of the things that are neat and marketed well. Because nothing is impossible with God, he is not worried nor intimidated by our weaknesses and our daily attempts to crash the narrow gate with the lives we built around ourselves that humanity might be approving of. I have discovered and am discovering that nothing is impossible for God and that the reality of heaven that is just on the other side of the veil, so to speak, from our view, is so full of righteous determination to restore earth to heaven that earth doesn't stand a chance, regardless of how bleak things might seem to be. It is with those things in mind that I've begun to recognize lately that he is restoring my own wounded and broken heart and life, and he can do the same for you. Perhaps describing what he's doing in my life would be more like a resurrection. What's beginning to come into sharp focus is the echo and tenor of the word of God to an inexperienced teenager years ago who found inside himself an implanted desire for another great awakening. I have prayed for this for decades. It is as if a light and soft rain is beginning to fall. I do not believe that I'm alone in this. I believe that there are many, many others. We may be approaching the time where we must unite our prayers, we must become of one heart, and we must go to the Lord and cry out for a revival upon this nation and on this planet, a full restoration of the kingdom of God, not only in the lives of people, but to creation itself. We must ask him for a revival that resonates through the ages, one that departs the walls of the church and goes into our bars, goes into our clubs, goes into our gutters, goes under our bridges, goes anywhere where people need to be found. We need a move of God that is holy, the fire that cannot be quenched generation to generation. We must prevail upon him, cry out to him, and call upon him to remember his works, as the scriptures say, in our day and in our time. We must go through the narrow gate and lead many, many others. We are indeed called to this. We must go through first and then show them how it's done. Is, is this time now? Are we on the threshold of a new, new thing? Is there a marvelous storm coming? We're just beginning to feel the first few drops of a wash that's just going to come and cleanse hearts, minds, and even nations. Is the hour upon us for a move of God that will humble kings and exalt the lowly? Are we looking at a day of justice, as Scripture says, a day of justice and fire, and for the answer of the countless prayers of the poor and downtrodden for justice, for the healing of the abused and forgotten, for the millions of people out there who have come to a crushing conclusion that God has forgotten them? I'm telling you, if you're one of those people, you've not been forgotten. We are called to tell the truth, to live out this truth, and to be the ordinary people through whom God moves and does great and marvelous things. If we will go through the gate alone and leave our accoutrements and our attempts at fashioning our own identities behind, he will meet us on the other side. This is my story. I believe this is our story. It is no wonder after you encounter God's grace that this story becomes a song. So what's the point of all this? It's to say that in my weakness, he is revealing himself. And this revealing is bringing healing and wholeness. My testimony has become that God is faithful. I have no doubt that I will see that even more clearly in the years ahead. I do not doubt that as we yield to his processes in our lives, we can collectively find the healing that we need. Our lives are earmarked by heaven for an earthly destiny that will lead to the restoration of all creation back to the kind and gentle hands of its maker. Whomever you are, wherever you may be, 
know that your prayers have not gone unanswered. As scripture says, he who keeps Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. He knows who you are. He knows where you are. God does not fail. Let's go to him. As someone else once said, let there be a revival and let it begin in me. I prayed this prayer. I hope everyone on the planet eventually does too. Amen. Thank you for listening to Road to Revival. God has said we can call out to him and he will show us great and mighty things that we do not know. Now is the time to call on his name. Join us for more podcast episodes and learn more by visiting RoadToRevival.com. Everybody here looking for revival.